0: Hey, this is Rachel Friedman, and you are listening to Mastering the Craft of Coaching. The entry bar in our coaching industry is really low. So to compete in the coaching industry, you have to be really fucking incredible at your craft. That's why every week I will be sharing my tips, tools, and stories to help you become an incredible coach for your clients. Truthfully, This is the backbone of your business, and it is what is going to make you a sought after coach with a thriving business with clients who are sending you referral after referral after referral. Hello, everyone. This is Rachel Friedman, and you are listening to Mastering Coaching Skills. Today's episode the skill of making decisions. How are you doing? My friends, coaches, did you have an incredible week? Didn't you absolutely love last week's episode with my friend Pierre, Simone Soul? Oh, the woman is fucking incredible. So, let's talk about something for a moment. The weather in Atlanta is amazing. Fall is the best time of year here, guys, seriously. I know Opening the podcast with the weather, but seriously, it is gorgeous. And I hope wherever you are, it is gorgeous too. I literally (laughs) spent hours on Saturday outside in my egg chair reading, and it was glorious. So, anyways, today I want to talk about making decisions and why, as a coach, this is an important skill to embody. From the inside out, okay? As a coach, your clients are going to come with you with lots of mind drama. That's what humans love. We love mind drama. We don't mean to, we just do. Think about it. What do we watch on Netflix, on TV? Drama, so much, okay? So they're going to want you to help them make decisions. Often, they might even ask you what you would do they might ask you to make the decision for them. This happened to me just last week, a client of mine who I've been working with for a fair amount of time. So no, she does not have a coaching business, but we've been working together for so much time that I just love her and um, I, I love supporting her. And so she's been trying to make a decision on whether to stay at her current job or transition to a new position she has been offered. And she wanted me to make that decision for her. She wanted me to make that decision for her, I can tell you, because she doesn't want to have to be responsible for that decision. What comes along the way when we make decisions is so often guilt, shame, regret. In all of this, I want you to know is optional, and that's what we are going to talk about today, okay? So your clients will want you to make decisions for them, and you are not doing them any good if you do that. You are literally sucking their light, their power away from them. That is not our role. Our role as coaches is to hold space, to help them tap into their own unique wisdom, right? From within. And then to move forward from that wisdom, our job is to teach them how to handle all emotions, how to process their emotions. So even when a decision goes AWOL, even when a decision goes absolutely, you know, against everything they were thinking or wanting, that they can handle it. Our job is not to tell them what to do. And our job is not to make decisions for them. And I'm preaching a little bit about this right now. An old yoga client of mine used to call me Rabbi Rachel. So I'm going to step into Rabbi Rachel mode here for just a moment. I don't want you making decisions for your clients for many reasons. But for first and foremost, it is not in service of your clients. They will then be dependent on you. Forever, that is not the goal as a coach. Okay, we want to teach them. We want to show them. We want to help them see that they are powerful sovereign beings. Okay. Number two, why don't you want to make decisions for your clients? Why don't you want to tell them what to do? Because then the responsibility lays on your shoulders. Right? They get to place blame on you. This, uh-uh, not good. Okay, my friends. So. Now that we are clear, right? I've talked about your role as a coach before. It is to hold space, to probe, to be curious, to ask questions, to help them process and be able to handle all emotions, right? It is not to tell them what to do. Then we can see so clearly why it's so important to learn how to make powerful decisions, right? First and foremost, as the coach, right? If you struggle with making decisions, I get it. Dude, I have been there. I used to struggle to even make the simple decision of what to make for dinner. I was so afraid that everyone in my family would be mad at me or upset with me if I picked something that no one else liked. So silly when I say it out, now, out loud now, but it was my experience. And I can tell you, I was afraid to make decisions out of right people-pleasing. I was afraid to make decisions because I didn't want to feel the repercussions of a, quote, bad or wrong decision. I didn't want to feel those negative emotions. But once I learned that I could handle any emotion, I can handle the disappointment, the frustration, the anger, all of it making those decisions became much easier. So why is it important that you are also powerful in in and of itself as a coach in your ability to make decisions? Because when your clients come to you and they struggle with making decisions, which many people do, let's be real, okay? Then if they are struggling and they're like begging you, for example, Help them make the decision, you might end up slipping a little bit and falling into the pattern of telling them what to do. You might fall into that hole of instead of holding the space for them, almost convincing them what you you believe is the right answer. Remember, as a coach, your job is to put that stuff to the side. You don't know what is the right answer for your clients. You will not be able to coach clean. I'm just going to be blunt right here. I'm, not, I'm going to be honest. If you are not able to make powerful decisions yourself, literally make a decision, move forward, and not beat yourself up, that is the key, not shame or guilt yourself, then you will really struggle in being able to hold this powerful space for your clients, which we know if they aren't able to move forward with decisions, come up with them with your help on their own and then learn how to have their own back, they're sabotaging their goals, their desires, their results, okay? So the main reason, as I said, people avoid making decisions is because they're trying to avoid the emotions that come with what we call, air quote, a wrong one, okay? People, so many people, maybe you're in this boat, I know I used to be, Believe there is a right and a wrong decision. It's okay right now if you agree. But, okay, let's be honest. There's a part of me that sometimes agrees too. But I also know that there's a part of me that doesn't want to feel the negative emotions that come with making a decision and that it's, especially when it doesn't go the way I want. Let's be real. This is part of life. Not every decision will go as we want. It's just not realistic. At least I haven't met a person yet on this planet where this is true. So stay with me, play with me for a moment. If all decisions were neutral, not good or bad, and instead, when things don't go as we want, we can just decide in advance we're going to learn from that decision, from that experience. Can you imagine what would be different for you? Sit with that for a moment. What would be different for you if there weren't good and bad decisions? There were just decisions, they were neutral, and you get to learn and grow with each one. Take a breath in. I want you to sit with that for just a moment. Be with it. For me, it helps me move forward. Which honestly, is the only way I get closer to my goals. So if you currently struggle with making decisions, I want you to check in with yourself. How do you treat yourself after you make a decision? Especially the ones that don't go as you want it. Do you have your own back? Are you kind? Or let's be real. Let's be radically honest right now. You bit of an asshole to yourself. If it is the letter, you are making the decision-making process harder on yourself, my friends, than it needs to be. Many of the coaches I work with don't even realize how hard they are being on themselves. It comes out so subtly, and it's so practiced that they don't even know it. Maybe you're in this same boat as I once was. But when you start to treat yourself with compassion and understanding, making decisions is so much easier. Look, in order to be an effective coach, you have to master this skill. Master the skill of making decisions in your own life. So you can hold the space for your clients to do the same. If your clients are struggling with this, I want you to look at where are you struggling with this? Because often we are a mirror and it's okay if you are. Let's just hold space for it and do the work. So if you struggle with it, when your client comes to a session with a decision, they're struggling with, it, what's gonna happen? You are gonna believe them that making decisions is hard. And I can guess you're gonna struggle with coaching them on their decision. This is gonna affect. Their ability to get results. I just want you to hear that. And I keep saying because it is what I've seen so many times. Trust me, this was me for a long time. I was that person who hated making those decisions, right? As I shared with you before, even the smallest decisions I would struggle over. So understand right now if you are struggling with this too, it is common. I believe it's even quite normal. Okay. I'm going to gift you today my very simple process that helped me build the decision-making skills, okay? Step one, it's a six-step process. Write this down. Number one, notice the decision you need to make. It can be anything from what to make for dinner to maybe you're deciding still what you want your niche to be as a coach. Step two, write down everything you are afraid of and get really honest with yourself, get specific in regards to this decision. Step three, if these things do happen, how will you feel? So if your fears come to light, how will you feel? And then I want you to ask yourself, what will you make it mean about you? Get clear, get honest, write it down. Now, Those feelings that came up, I want you to set a timer and sit with them inside your body, feel them for 90 seconds. Just experience them, be with them. Okay, that's step four. Step five. five, decide in advance what you want to feel if your decision doesn't work out, right? Decide maybe right now, not that you want to feel good, but you're going to feel neutral. Mm, neutral such an amazing feeling that I think so often we forget about. What do you want to say to yourself? How are you going to have your own back? How are you going to treat yourself? Write it down. It is the only way we remember, my friends. And then step six, you have to practice that feeling. If it's the feeling of neutrality, you've got to practice that. And you got to do this over and over. You've got to repeat these steps over and over till it becomes more ingrained, okay? So step one, notice the decision you need to make. Write it down. Step two, write down everything you're afraid of. And be honest. Step three, if things happen, tap into how you will feel and what will you be making it mean about you. Important. Don't tell yourself, I don't know. Make yourself answer. Feel all the feelings for 90 seconds. Decide in advance what you want to feel instead if it doesn't work out. What do you want to say to yourself? How do you want to treat yourself? Step six, practice that feeling and then do it over and over and over again. Trust me, getting good at this skill isn't easy. It's simple, but it's not easy okay, at least if you're anything like me, friends, only because your brain is currently trained to avoid the discomfort instead of moving towards it. We all are, it is very primitive in our being. Look, to be honest, for me, the more I practice it, the easier it gets. It's really true with everything, any skill in life, okay? So go to work on it. These skills are gonna make your life better. I will guarantee it your coaching more effective and it's going to really help your business thrive which is i know what each of you wants literally it's not optional in my opinion so ready to take your skills to the next level this is just the beginning the fastest way to elevate your skills is to put yourself my friends in a room of coaches who also want to elevate their skills it is that collective Um, intention. It is powerful beyond words. So practice your coaching skills. Get feedback. So important from a mentor, from peers. And then we've got to apply that feedback to your coaching. You've got to get coached on your blind spots. I do every week. I really recommend that you are. If you're not, why not? We can't see sometimes what's right in front of us. And then, of course, it is so valuable, my friends, to have a space to mastermind with other coaches who have different brains, right? That's the beauty and can see things from other perspectives. It's so beautiful then to be able to navigate difficult conversations, different coaching situations, and it will help you up level and elevate your coaching to be able to see other ways to manage and navigate your calls. Look, let's be real. You've got to have a core set of tools and coaching techniques. And I recommend proven ones based on neuroscience, psychology, right? Eastern Western medicine. And put those in your coaching report, repertoire, and you got to practice them until they become second nature. I can't say that enough. Any skill, whether it's the skill of making decisions, the art of coaching, the craft of coaching requires repetition, okay? And if all this is like, yes, Rachel, it sounds amazing. This is what we do in the Live Your Dharma coaching program. Exactly this. Look, so if you never again want to wonder, wonder, wonder if your coaching is effective, if you never again want to wonder, do I say or do I want to call? how to navigate a difficult client situation, this is it, my friends. I will guarantee the program. You can stop doubting yourself. I promise you. You can stop questioning your tools, feeling confused about your coaching or your niche, or fearing that you won't be able to deliver on your promise. Look, guys, the last round for 2022, it starts in November. So the doors are now open. I want to invite you to apply and join. Once you apply, you're going to be um, sent a link to book a call with me. It's really just to make sure that the program is a good fit for you. If it is, we'll move forward. I'll tell you the next steps. If it's not, I have lots of resources to send you in a different direction. I want you to know right now, if you apply early before the 15th, of October, you save $500. Okay. And you get access to all the modules as soon as you join, which is amazing. And it's there are tons of them that you can dive right into. Okay, guys, the link is in the show notes if that interests you. And if not, do yourself a favor it, find this type of support. Okay. If it's not here, no harsh feelings, but I do want you to be able to embody these skills. Because for me, it's not just about, you know, you, it has actually a compounding effect on all the people out in the world that you can be helping, right? And that impacts not just them, but that impacts their families and the people they surround themselves with. This, I believe, is how we're going to make our world a a really a better place. Okay, my friend. That's what I have for you today. Work on the skill of making decisions. It will change your life. It has changed mine. And I will see you next week for another great episode. Till then, namaste. And if you've never heard namaste, it means the light in me sees and honors and respects the beautiful light. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mastering the Craft of Coaching. If you want to learn more about my work, come visit me at rachelbethcoaching.com. Hope you have a fantastic week. Till next time, see you then.